0: What's going on Orlando Magic fans? Your boy Jonathan here. I did want to give you guys a quick disclaimer about this week's episode. We did have an issue with the Zoom recording, not recording in the manner that it was supposed to. So there is a noticeable difference in the audio quality of this week's episode. We do apologize for that. We still had a great conversation with Michael Orlando. I think you guys will really enjoy that. Go Magic. This is the Six Man Show, an Orlando Magic podcast with your hosts Luke Sylvia and Jonathan Osborne, covering all things Magic basketball by fans for fans. Go Magic! What's going on, Orlando Magic fans? You guys are back with the Six Man Show. It is January eleventh, two thousand twenty-one. As always, your boy Jonathan here. I am joined by Luke Sylvia and a very special guest this week. Uh, For those of you who are on the Orlando Magic subreddit, you will know him as Migzors. uh, He runs the Orlando Magic subreddit, Michael Orlando. What's going on, man? How are you doing?
1: Well, doing good. Uh, As a Magic fan, doing pretty bad.
0: (laughs) We're going through it. Luke, how are you uh, doing?
2: I'm all right. I have to know because you introduced him, obviously. And um, Michael, is is your actual last name Orlando or is that like, is that your stage name? That's it.
1: That's, that, that's me. It's, really?
2: It's all it Orlando, man.
1: It was meant to be. Yeah. You know, when you're a kid growing up, you're like, there's a sports team in Orlando? I love them. And then it just <laughs> so happened to have Penny and Shaq. I was like, this is even better. Is that really how it went down? Pretty
2: much. Yeah. yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. That's crazy. I didn't know that. I mean, that, it all makes sense. So, I like just...
0: Michael. What was that? Pretty much.
1: Yeah, yeah, pretty much, yeah.
0: <laughs> no, he was, he was just saying it, it all makes sense. But, yeah, so as Michael uh, was alluding to, it, it's been a rough week uh, for Orlando Magic fans. So, we're going to run through really quickly the, the state of the Magic, um, everything that's been going on this week got some some great talking points this week as as most of you would know so um the magic were two and two on the week two wins two losses two wins at home against the cavaliers on monday and then again on wednesday and then back-to-back road losses in houston on friday night and then at dallas uh last night on saturday Uh, We're recording this on a Sunday night. Right now, the Magic are currently fourth in the Eastern Conference standings with a record of 6-4. and They trail the third seed Indiana Pacers by just half a game. They lead the fifth seed Milwaukee Bucks in conference winning percentage, so they currently own the tiebreaker. Both teams are 6-4. and As of today, 538 gives the Orlando Magic a 67% chance of making the playoffs. Up from 65% a week ago, oddly enough. Magic are uh, 26th in the NBA in offensive rating and 15th in defensive rating on the year. Uh, The Magic lost starting point guard Markel Fultz for the year due to a left ACL tear Mm. that he suffered four minutes into Wednesday's win against the Cavaliers. Again, Monday's win was a 103 to 83 blowout against the Cleveland Cavaliers. They won on Wednesday, 105 to 94, again against the Cavs. A loss, a blowout loss Friday to the Houston Rockets in Houston, 132 to 90, and then a Saturday night loss to the Dallas Mavericks, 112 to 98. So we're going to start talking about Markel Fultz in just a little bit here. I know everyone is going to want to discuss that, but um, I don't know if the two of you saw the news today. But Maxi Kleber, uh, the forward for the Dallas Mavericks, has tested positive for COVID. The Magic just played the Mavericks last night. Luke,
2: are you worried? I mean, why wouldn't I be with the way that our luck has gone and the ball has bounced? I'm I'm just expecting everybody has COVID. I don't know. I mean, at this point, like, what, do you want Vooch to have COVID? I I don't know. I hope he doesn't. But uh, with the way that it's going, I mean – he and Cleveland kind of play within the same vicinity sometimes. And yeah, I'm worried. I I'm worried that, that we're going to see some positive tests. Uh, the heat game got canceled, postponed, I should say today as well. So there's just, it's kind of everything's happening at once. Um, You know, they knew this was going to happen with COVID, which is why they, you know, they are releasing the schedule in two parts. Um, So they're aware. I just hope it doesn't happen more than they anticipated. And then we get into some muddy waters. Um, but I think it took a while for a game to get postponed, at least longer than I thought that it would take. Um, so, I mean, if there's any silver lining in all of this, it's uh, it's that it, it took a little longer than I thought to get postponed. But um, as far as the Magic goes, yeah, Maxi testing positive, not great. And uh, it, like I said, with our luck, I, I could see a player or two testing positive.
0: And Michael, what about you? Are you surprised that it even took this long for us to kind of flirt with COVID? I guess you could say.
1: You know, <clears throat> with them having done like such a good job last year with uh, kind of containing everything, uh, this was this was bound to happen. You know, they're not in a bubble anymore. There's a little more. I mean, you saw like Harden running around prior to the season, just doing whatever. And so it's super easy to catch. You know, and they're out there on Catching each other COVID, and
0: maybe pink eye.
1: Yeah, you know, it's like, uh, you know, I haven't been like sick this year. I attribute it to, you know, wearing a mask and, you know, doing hand sanitizer, but not everybody's that diligent and they're having to deal with, you know, press and, you know, staff and it is, it was bound to happen. And I, and I wouldn't be surprised if like within the next week or two, we won't even have enough people to suit up. I mean, combine that yeah. with the injuries, you know, so I, I'll see that they might even delay the season. I wouldn't be surprised to see that happening.
2: You guys remember a couple seasons ago where we got to witness the magic season where uh, the magic were definitely not in the playoffs the year before cliff got there. And then cliff comes, we have like no injury bug at all. We just are living our best life. And now we're getting bit by the injury bug. We're flirting with COVID. I young stars are out for the year. We don't get to see them play till next year. I, I don't know it. I just remember the good old days, you know, and that was two years ago.
0: Well, that that season, like, it felt like when Isaiah Briscoe, you know, went down with a knee injury, it felt like the like the season was over. Like, oh my God, what are we going to do without Isaiah Briscoe? And then we signed Michael Carter Williams, and the rest is history. And obviously, we still have him. But yeah, those those were uh, those were definitely the good times. Um, yeah, when it when it comes to COVID, I mean you look at other teams across the league, I'm sure there are guys that are being as as diligent as possible, but you know, it's just, you know, there's been so many reports and I guess, you know, stories about people that are, are taking the proper precautions, you know, at least in their eyes and still ending up with COVID, you know? So, I mean, yeah, James Harden was out doing his thing, um, whatever, but I know there's a lot of guys who are careful that are still getting COVID. Um, I don't really know though, Michael, it, whether or not the the season is going to be postponed. Um, I mean, when when we look at like the way the MLB season, you know, was ran, I remember especially like the like the Miami Marlins, like the whole team had COVID and they had to shut things down for you know a few days or a week or whatever that was, um, but you know, continued on with the season. Um, you know, that we're we're just seeing like today well um is it today or yeah i think yeah tonight um the cleveland browns are are about to play the steelers or they're just that game might have just started already scored on a scoop uh, and score uh, by the way oh
2: nice (laughs) who scored cleveland on a scoop and score fumble
1: spoiler alert to anybody
2: (laughs) (laughs) but
0: um the Steelers really suck (laughs) <laughs> but I mean the Cleveland Browns are playing without their head coach tonight because he got COVID. We've seen stuff like that all season with the NFL and they found a way to just keep it going. I think the NF the NBA, excuse me, has just made such a big commitment, you know, up to this point that we're going to have the season, that we're gonna play these games. I think they're gonna do everything that they can to to keep the season going. Now, if there's like eight, nine teams that all of a sudden just can't play because everyone's got COVID for like two weeks then then maybe but um they supposedly constructed the the season in such a way that allows for postponements and things like that we don't even have the second half of the schedule out yet um so I'm sure that that plays a role you know if if games were getting postponed then the second half of the schedule they're gonna move some things around to make sure that those games are able to be played so I would personally be surprised to see that happen but you, you alluded to to the injuries and we're we're gonna jump right into
2: that in just a second here. But
0: if a few guys get COVID, like we really might have to shut it down and be yeah. like, hey guys, we, we can't play a game for a couple of weeks.
2: Yeah, I mean, I uh like you said, we'll get to injuries here in a second. I'm just gonna toss my ring in the hat my hat in the ring here and say I am in favor of another playoff bubble. Uh I do not want to get to the playoffs and have my, you know, I don't want Vucevic getting COVID and having to, to sit out in the playoffs. I mean, uh, injury's been what's hitting us the hardest here, and we haven't gotten much to do with COVID yet, which is nice. But, I mean, you can only imagine. If you're if your team and your star player gets COVID, they're out for, you know, the 14 days. I mean, you lose games that you probably wouldn't have lost before. So, like I said, I'm in favor of a playoff bubble again. Hopefully, Disney would do it again. I think they probably had a good experience. But, but I mean... That's where I'm at as far as that goes.
0: Honestly, I hadn't I hadn't really put much thought into that. I mean, I, I could see the, the league doing that. I'm hoping, you know, everybody – like, you read a lot of reports and people are saying that hopefully by this summer, we're, like, kind of getting out of this thing. Now, what I think we've all learned over the last year is nobody knows what is going on with this thing at any point in time. It's just a very – we just minute by minute things change so quickly when it, when it comes to COVID, but I'm hoping that is not the case, but um, so fellas, let's, let's jump into some of these injuries um, really quickly. We obviously we'll talk about Markel Fultz. So I just want to go through for our listeners, just the laundry list of injuries that the magic have right now. So going back to December 1st of 2019. So I think we just lost michael here luke we'll see if uh we'll see if michael is able to to join back here in a moment um al last december 1st it was announced that he had suffered a meniscus tear he opted not to have surgery he was going to allow it to heal naturally and then he suffered a setback on january 8th of 2020 then it was decided that he was going to need surgery Uh, he had some issues with continued swelling and then um december 2nd of 2020 had an arthroscopic procedure uh, to try to take care of some of that swelling. We're going to try to bring Michael back in here um, in just a moment. Here he comes in. There he is. He's back with us here. Just talking about Al Farouk Aminu's injury uh, last – well, December of 2019. And then as we all know, Jonathan Isaac tears his ACL in August in the bubble. Aaron Gordon, who is now pretty much back to normal – Uh, But he was unable to play both games of the back-to-back Friday and Saturday at Houston and Dallas uh, due to some hamstring maintenance. Thanks a lot, Kyle Lowry. Uh, But he should be good moving forward. Then Chuma Okiki suffers a bone bruise on New Year's Eve. Evan Fournier has missed the last five games, mostly six. I think he played like seven minutes um, of that game. Um, I believe that was against Philadelphia, if I'm not mistaken. And then he left that game with back spasms. Michael Carter Williams has missed the last three games with a mild bone bruise and left foot to brain, the same foot that kept him out of the playoff series last year against the Bucs. And then this Wednesday, Markel Fultz tore his ACL. So, Michael, thoughts on all the injuries. What the heck is going on?
1: You know, when the season started, I was like kind of excited that there was a short amount of time between the off season and regular season. I was like, All right, I get the we get to see the NBA a lot sooner than we would, right? And there's not so much as a layoff Uh, as previous seasons, but I really think that's taking a toll on a lot of NBA players. Like, I mean, there's so many injuries. I mean, we see it with our team, but we're also seeing a lot of young players whose bodies just either aren't keeping up and, and, you know, just breaking down. It's, it's pretty serious and it it has long-term ramifications on their health, the team and, you know, their overall career. It's pretty concerning. It's like, like we were talking about earlier, um, Markel Fultz and Jonathan Isaac literally hurt their knee the same exact way, going into the paint and trying to step around a defender, and their knee just gave out. And, I mean, Isaac, that was last year, but it was, like, around the same time too, right? Wasn't it in January that uh, – Yeah, it was, I, it was uh, New Year's Day last year,
0: I, the I, initial injury with, with Bradley Beal, yeah, in Washington.
1: The same exact way. So I don't know if it's just – the players are playing like they're are they just stronger or are they you know using moves that their bodies aren't just used to is it strength and conditioning you know it, it there's so many questions as to why are why are players getting so much more injured this year and, and it i don't know man, it's, it's concerning
2: yeah i mean it's definitely concerning with with what happens and you know you you kind of mentioned like do we blame that on strength and conditioning i i don't know um, and you know, their lower body, I don't know. Fault seems to be pretty strong in terms of just in general and his lower body. And, and so Jonathan, what was the, the name of the doctor who did the kind of analysis of Markel Fultz? I don't know if you want to get into that or, um, with that.
0: Yeah. Kind
2: of uh, there. Dr. Brian Shutterer, um, on YouTube, if you guys don't watch him,
0: he is absolutely amazing. Like anytime there seems to be a, a significant injury, Um, In any of the major sports leagues, um, he he goes through like in in really great detail, just kind of explaining like the mechanism of the injury, what exactly happened and how it happened, why it happened, the recovery and stuff like that.
2: Yeah. Um, And, and, you know, during that video, he kind of touches on that you were quick to say that was a non-contact injury, right? I mean, I know I saw it and I was like, oh, it's non-contact. He said that Isaac Ocaro kind of gave a little bump when when Fultz was coming into the paint and that, you know, could have led to, uh, to that injury. So there's just a lot of freak stuff that happens that, that, you know, we have no idea just because we're not going hundred miles an hour in an NBA game, you know, every other night. So a lot of opportunities for something to happen like that. Just unfortunate that it's got to happen to our, our, you know, one of our young core players um, and kind of put him right next to Jonathan Isaac and file him away for next season. So.
0: Yeah, it really, really sucks. Um, I think we'll dive more specifically into, you know, Markel Fultz and just kind of the outlook that, like, the effect that that's had on the rest of the season and the future moving forward. But, like, you know, I know, and, and it's really it's really a difficult thing as a fan because we don't – there's so many things that we don't understand. Like, it's kind of like you don't know what you don't know, especially when it comes to, like, strength and conditioning. Like, I put a tweet out, like, right after the the injury and was like, is it fair to start asking questions about like the training staff? Right. We've just seen so many injuries and it seems like even the, like the smallest of injuries with this team become like long-term nagging injuries for every guy. Like for instance, Aaron Gordon with like the hamstring, like n- they didn't put a timetable on it, but it wasn't supposed to be that severe and then missed like the entire playoff series. Now, I mean, we can argue about whether or not he would have made a difference Probably wouldn't have, but I mean, it, it's a playoff series. If there's ever a time that a guy is going to play through pain, it's going to be in a playoff series. Right. Um, now when we look at like Chuma Okiki has just re aggravated like that knee. Now it's not the ACL, it's a bone bruise, but like in my mind, it's like, it, are there issues with the strength and stability of that knee at this point that might've caused that Jonathan Isaac, everyone's like, oh, did the magic bring him back too quickly? He had this huge bulking knee brace when he came back. Um, those injuries are, are said to be unrelated, but now Markel Fultz, you know, has has had this injury and it's just a a huge blow to the team. You talk about Evan Fournier with the, the, the back issues, Al Aminu, who tore his meniscus over a year ago now. Um, and is still not back. So it's just like so many things adding up that are like causing people to kind of question the training staff. Is that fair? I don't know. I don't want to spend too much time on that because. We don't know what the hell we're talking about, frankly, and I, I'm not going to act like we do, but it just, it sucks. I've sh- I know I shared this multiple times this week, but just the amount of injuries that this team has right now, it just really sucks. And we talk about Alpha Farouk Jonathan Isaac, Aaron Gordon was dealing with issues, Chuma Okiki, Evan Fournier, Michael Carter Williams, Marco Foltz. Those are all guys who at one point or another have started games for this team. These aren't like end of bench guys that is kind of inconsequential injuries. Like these injuries are seriously hampering the the potential of this team. So um, it just it just really, really sucks right now. I don't know if you guys want to expand upon that, how you guys are feeling, but I, I'm just deflated. I'm honestly deflated. This season is not off to a great
1: start. Yeah, I think even going into the season – People, I mean, because Jonathan Isaac got hurt in the playoffs, and you know, Ag was still apparently suffering a hamstring issue. People were already pretty like, Ugh, you know, this season's going to be rough. You know, we don't got our full strength. But people started getting excited about Cole Anthony, and they were getting excited about Chuma. And then you know, Chuma gets hurt, Fultz gets hurt. People haven't been happy with Cole's performance, but you know, he's still a rookie, very new in the NBA spotlight. And uh, he didn't get that full training camp that people usually get, you know? So, but it's, I think I could see it. I can see it in the the subreddit, right? Like I was saying, um, post game threads are nil. It's very little participation. And and if it is, it's people pretty upset and they want, they already want to blow it up.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. That's just kind of the thing with fan bases. Is, you know, you get frustrated, you've been bad for a long time, you finally get some leeway. And then all of a sudden, boom, all the players you're excited about, uh, with the exception of maybe one or two, uh, are now out to injury. And uh, so, yeah, I mean, that's really nothing else to reiterate there. It's it sucks and uh, plain and simple. And uh, it, even more so than before the season start started for me, it's kind of uh all right. Well, let's just get the young guys reps who we can that aren't injured uh and get to next season
0: so the one guy that i i kind of left out i mean cole i guess is now dealing with like a, a quad contusion which doesn't seem to be like you know it's not really a big deal but mo didn't play last night i guess he suffered you know some sort of mild back sprain the other night against the rockets but was listed as probable like he probably you know was healthy enough to play last night so luke you and i haven't really talked about this but I've kind of voiced my frustrations with the Mo Bamba situation in the last couple of days, like on Twitter and stuff. But where are you right now, like just with Mo in in general?
2: Uh, well, first of all, I, I mean, I feel for him because he he battles COVID over the you know last summer, and then um, that that essentially is an injury bug type of thing. Um, battles that was struggling to get his conditioning back. Um, now has a mild back strain. Let's just probably last night doesn't see the floor. Doesn't suit up like. I don't know what it is with Mo. It, it goes back to Jonathan, something you and I have said multiple times. There's something we don't know, like the, in it, whether it's he just like, it's really that out of shape um, due to the COVID conditioning. Well, I mean, who knows? I, I'm starting to kind of throw anything out there as to like why Cliff doesn't play Mo, why he is favoring Kem Burch so much. Um you know, who knows? Maybe in practice we don't see it, but Mo just doesn't perform well or he gets out of breath, you know, six times up and down the court. I don't know. Um, I, don't, I don't know what that is. I'm kind of on the wait and see train still with Mo in terms of his play and um, his opportunity. I mean, it's hard to show what you've got if you don't get the opportunity. And maybe that is his health holding him back. Maybe it's Cliff holding him back. Maybe it's the front office. We really don't know. The ins and outs. This this organization is very secretive about how they handle things and what they release. So I don't know. I, I honestly, nothing would shock me at this point as to what is going on with Mo Bamba.
1: Michael, what about you? Look, I love Mo. That's my guy, man. Like, I, I just, he's going to be good. No, I, you know, I'll even go step on. I think he'll be great. It's just, even when they drafted him, they were like, project, long term project they drafted him because we had Vooch mm-hmm. and he could take time to develop, but you know, he's got a leg injury the year before. And then, you know, he got sick, but you know, he's come out and said that, yeah, he got sick, but the only thing it really affected was his conditioning. Cause you know, COVID affects right. the lungs. Right. So yeah. it takes it out of you. So you can't really put your, your cardio in. You can't put those, uh, you can't pound the pavement. You can't get your conditioning back up very quickly. So, um, I, I, I've I've talked to some folks and they're like, "He's ready. Like he can play. He, he just he just needs to get out there." But you know, he's gonna have to beat Kem out for the minutes because Kem's been a beast lately, right? I mean, he's been putting up some good numbers as a backup. Like uh, people are like, "Kem Birch, okay." You know, you check out your fantasy teams. Like, oh, I got a spot, maybe. You know, he gives you ten and ten. You're like, okay. Um, <laughs> he, he, he's gonna have to they're not going to reward him the minutes ahead of Birch when Birch is playing so good. But I think when the time comes, I, people are going to be just yeah, eating that crow, man. I mean, Mo's going to be good. He can hit the three, you know, he's, he's a little, he's a little slow right now, but the dude like seven foot, you know, and you know, like I said, they said he was going to be a project long-term. And uh, once he gets through all this and works through the issues and kind of figures out the game a little bit more, He's going to be really good for us, and I'd hate for the team to give up on him. I, I got confidence in him through and through. All right, I got some hot takes. Are you ready?
2: Oh, they're going to come flying. First you all, open, all, you opened up a can of worms, first Michael. Of all, you didn't mean to, to but listen. you did.
0: No, this isn't. This is not directed toward. This is not directed towards Michael at all. <laughs> no, no,
2: no. Of <laughs> course not. But but it, yeah, we I'll defend do. his honor. No,
0: listen listen, <laughs> listen, 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 Okay, look, I understand what people are saying about Kim First, like, first of all, first of all, first of all. Okay. Kem, is, Kem has been playing well this season. Like Nobody can argue that Kem does not give you 110% when he's out there. He always seems to be in the right position. He doesn't make mistakes. He's not a guy out there that, that is going to kill you. My issue when it comes to what is going on with Mo Bamba, okay? So, yes, like you alluded to, first season in the league has the, le- the left tibia fracture, I think it was, like the shin bone in his leg, didn't have surgery, was going to uh, like opt to let that heal. Comes back in Summer League. I think only played in one Summer League game last year, if I'm not mistaken. And he was playing incredible in that game before it was interrupted by a literal earthquake. I don't know if everybody remembers that, but there was an earthquake during that game and they had to end it. Okay. I got into it with some people last night on Twitter. So I'm just kind of rehashing all of this, right? But people are, are acting like... Mo didn't beat out Kem last year for the backup position. He absolutely did. Somebody tried to argue with me that Mo was like leading the team in DNP CD, which is did not play coach's decision, meaning you're trash. You're not getting on the floor. Mo had five last year. I think one or two of those was contributed to it being a back-to-back and he had not been cleared yet to play in back-to-backs. He was still rehabbing the leg and, and, and coming back from that. Um, Ken Birch had 20 plus CDs last season, meaning at that point Mo was the better option on the floor. Right. And you can argue that with Jonathan Isaac, the team would have been right where they were the year before had he been healthy defensively and everything like that. Um, and maybe they reached you know the the seventh or or the sixth seed or whatever it is in in the Eastern Conference, right? Then he has COVID, right? He's trying to get his conditioning back and everything like that. Now we are at the point where Mo has been on the floor twice this year. Uh, the, the first game uh, was a, a blowout um, against the, the Cleveland Cavaliers, or, or maybe it was the 76ers. I, I don't remember at this point. Forgive me for not being as prepared as I should be for this right now. <laughs> and then the other night against Houston, right? And in 13 minutes against Houston, let me just read these stats. 12 points, seven rebounds, five of nine from the floor, uh, two for four from the three-point line. Um, in 13 minutes now against it's garbage time. He's playing against scrubs, mind you. Um, but I think he played like a stretch of like nine straight minutes before he got like hit in the back and went out with that back strain. Um, and then just doesn't see the floor last night at all against Dallas last week. We're talking with reporters. He was asked about his conditioning. He said, my conditioning numbers, you know, we do conditioning tests, the entire team. My numbers are right there with everyone else. Like my conditioning is good. I'm good to go. He wants to play. Right. He mm-hmm. has said that he's hungry. He's ready. He wants to play. I think Cliff needs to do a better job of getting Mo in these games that are not blowout losses. If we're waiting for blowouts to play Mo, I mean, this season, we, we might see an upswing in that just because of all the guys that we're missing. But I don't think it is in the, the best benefit of, of Mo, obviously. And we I think we can all agree that Mo would be the future of this team long before Ken Birch. We know what we're getting out of Ken Birch as good as Ken Birch has been this year. You know, the screen assist numbers and everything like that are absolutely bananas. Uh, but when it comes to like, just if we're looking at raw box score numbers, like, you know, points, rebounds, he's the same guy that he's been for three years for the Orlando magic. He's taking a few more field goal attempts. Um, and, and he's, he's averaging about a little bit over an, another rebound a game. I want to see Mo Bamba on the floor. We extended him through another year, but there's going to come a time when this team needs to make a decision on Mobamba on whether or not he is going to fit into the future of this team. You cannot find that out. If the kid is not playing. Yeah. That's all I got. Either one of you feel free to yeah. jump in and respond to that.
2: Um, Yeah, no, I'll, I'll jump in here. I, I agree. I mean, I'm on board. If Mo says he's good, if conditioning numbers show that he's good conditioning wise, um, yeah, like you said, how are we gonna let him, you know, get good run and opportunity if you're literally not giving him the chance? Um, the one thing I'll say is why why not this year? Like, why not just throw him out there this year and let him get better and get that repetition, even in close games? What it like? Maybe we'll see that once kind of the Magic's record starts to decline a little bit. Spoiler, alert, guys, the Magic's record is going to decline. Um, once it starts to decline. You get to see maybe more run out of Mo Bamba. Maybe that's what Cliff is waiting for. I really don't know. Um, but like I've said many, many times, I I think it is very important for our young guys to get run in competitive games, games that matter, um, and you know actually contribute to the record, positive or negative. Now, Kim Birch is this is last year. This is it. This is this is Kim's final lap. Now, who knows? The magic probably, you know, if he keeps this up, resign him to um, a friendly, a friendly deal, um, just to keep him on board. And and but, I would just love to see Mo Bamba get some run. It's Kim's last year on his deal. Just let Mo go and and let him get some run. So I, I don't know. That's kind of where I'm at. It just doesn't make sense. But which is why I say there's something we're missing. I don't know what it is, but we're, we we got to be missing something.
0: All right, let's take a quick break. Before um Michael you, you jump in here, I think there's a lot to what Michael said is that like they're not just going to give it to Mo. Like here here you go. And I'm that's not what I'm saying. I'm not saying just like bring Mo back and, and let him go. But I think he needs the minutes on the floor to prove that he's making that process. And if for nothing else, just to give him some time to increase his conditioning cliff keeps saying over and over and over again, that they don't, they have no time to practice right now. Right now they're playing literally every other day mm-hmm. and he is not going to be able to get the conditioning that he needs. If he's not playing five on five, The only way to do that
1: right now is to get him in the game. Yeah. I mean, you got, I mean, y'all are right. I mean, I want to see him in there. You know, I've got, you know, autographed Mo Jersey, I've got autographed (laughs) pictures, you know, I I want him out there. Um, like y'all said, we, we just don't know. He'll get his time. And unfortunately with Maxi Cleaver having COVID the last game, you know, Gordon was on him. Birch was on him, you know, Vooch was on him. Right. He might be getting that opportunity a lot sooner than than we oh, think. Boy. You, you know I, what I'm saying? You don't, want,
0: <laughs> don't mistake. I do not want. COVID. I don't want anybody to misinterpret. No, this. no, 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 Please, no, no. For the love of God, I do not want Kembers getting COVID. No, no, that no. That is not. Now, what I will say is, hopefully, once you have COVID, once you can't get it again. So, if that's the case, hopefully, Mo is safe from COVID.
2: Well, they say you're like immune for like 70 days or something like that. I don't know if it's like for good, that's but
1: it, dude, that yeah. sucks. This whole <laughs> thing sucks.
2: Yeah, no, I think you're like you have antibodies and stuff, but I don't know. I could be days. I God. could be wrong, but I I know that that's like, I don't know. That's what yeah. I've heard. what I've heard going around. Yeah, who doesn't say. work for
0: the CDC? Everybody, so <laughs> so
2: roast me if you'd like, but uh, that's just what I've heard. I could be dumb. I'm could be. I'm very ignorant on the topic, so. You know, I, I just wear my mask and say six feet apart. That's all I know. I, hey, that's I all you could do.
1: That's all you could do,
0: man. Right, You're right. doing your part. Right. <laughs> well, I think we're all in a in agreement that we're we're ready to see Mo Bamba back on the floor. I do I do agree that he needs to earn it and he needs to take it from Kem. Um, I just think personally, I think Mo gives you more than Kem does. Like Kem gives you solid defense. Mo gives you literally elite rim protecting. Kem gives you amazing screens and everything like that. Offensively, he doesn't give you a lot more than that. I feel like the thing that we haven't seen enough out of Mo up to this point is them utilizing him in the pick and roll as like a rim runner, like a Deandre Jordan or a Clint Capella. Who's going to, who's going to stop that kid that like his arms arms for days. Okay. Mm-hmm. If you throw the lob up there, he's, he's catching it and, and, hopefully finishing. Maybe he just can't catch Bismack Biyombo style. I really don't know. Plus his ability to stretch the, the floor you know, with the three-point shot. Um, let's just get Mo on the floor. Okay. I'm glad that, that we got through that. So the moment that everyone is, is tuned into the podcast, everyone's been talking about it all week. Everyone's been thinking about it all week. Everyone's been crying about it all week. Rightfully so. Uh, as we talked about earlier, Markel Fultz has torn his ACL. So, um Michael, I'll start with you. Watching the game, just what was your like initial reaction, your initial feelings finding out the news, your feelings finding out the news and just what you're thinking as far as like the the long-term outlook for Markel like the rest of the season, just give me what you got.
1: And like I love the Magic, man. Like that's it's it's my bread and butter. I'm excited for the season. I'm disappointed during the season. I'm sad when it's gone, you know what I'm saying? And when we got Markel, I was super high on him. You know, I was like, yeah, this is his chance. This is his, this is his redemption arc, you know? And you know, he, he was having a great season. Well, he had a couple of rough last few games, right. But who wasn't on the team? And after all he's been through and now he tears his ACL like a few games into the season, it's heartbreaking, Like, I felt legit bad for him, man. Like, he started grabbing his leg. I was like, it's it's something serious. And, like, long term, I think he'll be okay. You know, ACL injuries aren't as bad as they used to be, right? They're not, like, career enders or, you know, they're not going to hamper him too badly. But he's been through a lot. Like, and to handle that both mentally and physically, he's got a good, I think, core around him to get through it. But it's a bummer. It's a real bummer for him. Because uh, he put in a lot of work to get to where he is now. And now it he just resets the clock, right? Now he has to go and do it all over again.
2: Yeah. I. Uh, Luke, what about you? I mean, it's probably the same feelings as everybody else, right? Like, I don't know. I think, sadly, I was just kind of numb to the injury as well. Like, it happened. And I was like, yeah. I. I mean, sounds right. Like... <laughs> at this point like okay this is this is the hand we're dealt like we we went through it with Jonathan Isaac now if, if JI didn't go through it my reaction would have been like it was with JIs where you know Jonathan and I are basically like yelling um and just asking why <laughs> um so exactly so yeah i don't know th- th- this time around it was um yeah i don't know it was more numbing for me like watching it happen, I was like, I mean, I already know, you don't have to tell me. I think that's what everybody was thinking. Like you see him, you know, put a lot of pressure, go really hard on the left side, and it's just crumples. It's like, yeah, okay. I know. I know what it is. So um, yeah, stinks, man. Um, I, I just I'm I'm already ready for ne- for next season and I hope that, that Cole gets back, uh, you know, gets some improvement here and you know, gets some more run and opportunity. And I hope that we get to see Chuma sometime soon. And so he can get his reps and, and kind of be caught up for next year when we do have the guys like Markel and J.I. back, because that'll be something special. I mean, we we were thinking that that J.I.'s first game back would be special. But if they both come back at like the same time ish, um, that would be great, too. So we'll see.
0: OK, I'm getting goosebumps. <laughs> I, I have to I just have to be in the Amway for that moment. Like there's. Yeah, no, no if ands or buts about it. Hopefully COVID is is gone and we can all right. be there. But I mean, me, it was just like, really, I was just in complete and utter disbelief. Yeah. Like I, I'm, I'm watching the game uh, and, and, you know, trying to get the, the toddler for bed and everything like that. She runs into the kitchen and I heard her like under the sink playing with like Clorox and stuff like that. So I'm like, okay, <laughs> we got to get you out of there. So I run it, I run into the kitchen, I come back and I think they're at commercial and I get a text from Luke like, dude, and I'm like I, I'm like rewinding. I see Markel Fultz on the floor. I immediately go to Twitter. I see the replay. I'm just like, this cannot, this cannot be happening, right? Like, yeah. it's bad enough losing Jonathan Isaac, right? Like, who I think all of us would agree is, is the only player on the team with a legitimately elite skill when it comes to, you know, his ability on the defensive end. Um, but Markel is right there as like, if things are going to go right for the magic over the next five to 10 years, it's going to be on the back of those two guys. Like Chuma, we're not sure about Cole yet to be seen Mo who knows, but those were the two guys that were like, when John, if Jonathan's healthy, it's a, it's a wrap, the D P O Y like it's a wrap it's (laughs) JIs, And if Markel, if he can, if he can just figure out the jump shot just enough it's over. Like those two guys will legitimately be a problem. Yep. You lose Jonathan Isaac in August. And it's like, man, the season is a wash. You start out four and zero, and you're like, okay, we're probably not going anywhere. Things, the schedule is about to get rough. You know, we, we might take a few losses along the way, but the prospects, as far as making the playoffs, I was a little bit more optimistic about that. But then, but then Markel Fultz, like you said, just just crumples, right? Yeah. It the fear is a an ACL and everything like that. And with Jonathan, I think we I think we found out like really, really late that night, like two AM yeah. or something like that. Yeah. With Markell, I was like, okay, I'm gonna go to bed. I'm gonna wake up to bad news that he tore his ACL. It was like right after the game was over. Yeah. It was confirmed that he had a torn ACL. Yeah. And all of a tight. sudden I'm just like oh my dude. It, it's just <laughs> You go from being, like, not that excited to mildly excited to just completely devastated when the news comes that he tore his ACL. Like, what are the odds of, like, you just re-signed both of these guys? I mean, Jonathan after the ACL, whatever, but these are the guys that you are investing in for the future of your franchise, and both of them, within five months, both of them tear their freaking ACL. Like there are not even a handful of injuries that you could say are probably worse than that. Like any kind of like, like knee dislocation where they're having like multiple ligament, you know, tears or like an, like an Achilles injury. But outside of that, like an Achilles is one of the most serious things that can happen to you on a basketball floor. And both of our guys just boom, I think. And and just looking at the schedule, you know, we're talking about Mo and the fact that they're not able to practice right now. They're playing 72 games, but it feels like they took like, like this is, you can't see this people that aren't watching on YouTube or whatever, but like, let's say this was the amount of time that we have for an 82 game season. They're just like, we're going to do 72 games in this amount of time. They're just like cramming everything together. No preseason, really uh, not much of a training camp. And I do think that, you know, that is contributing to, um, like the the upswing in injuries that we've seen this far like we just saw like you know last night or the night before Thomas Bryant tore his ACL as well so I think there are some factors there that are contributing to the upswing of injuries that we're seeing but it's like man how many times does this have to happen to the magic right like Grant Hill just t- what was supposed to be T-Mac and Grant Hill literally never got off of the ground because of Grant Hill Right. Um, like towards the end, you know, Dwight started having, you know, the back issues um, and everything like that, that year that we went to the finals, had it not been for Jameer Jameer's shoulder injury did the magic still make the finals. I don't know, but we'll, we'll just never know. Right. He comes back. There's some chemistry issues, Ray for Austin, Anthony Johnson, everything like that. People still question to this day, whether or not Jameer should have been put out there. But one of the shots that one of the two shots that we had to win a championship, possibly you know uh could have happened with a a healthy jameer nelson was playing out of his mind that year um and now it's been the last you know few years i mean it's been jonathan Isaac, it's it's been mo bamba and now it's markel fultz so just an absolute freaking gut punch um but i what i really want to ask and and luke i'll I'll start with you is does, does this change your opinion on like the the future of the team because at this point I mean, we're like, we talk about Cole, we talk about Chuma, we talk about Mo, but again, we know these are the two guys and both of them having torn their ACLs now, are, are you worried about the, the future of the magic?
2: Uh, yeah, I mean, I was already, <laughs> I was like, I was already, and that's kind of the best way to put it. I, I, I already was, you know, nothing's a sure thing when you're an Orlando magic fan. I think we know that. So, um Ugh. yeah, after those injuries, man. Truer words have never been uttered. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, that's just kind of the bottom line. Yeah, of course. Uh of course I'm worried about it. We got two of our young guys that aren't are out for, you know, the year with the same injury. So, I mean, it is what it is at this point. You just got to kind of keep going and uh Hope that there are better days ahead because it doesn't feel like it get much worse than you know, the Orlando Magic franchise.
0: Don't say it. <laughs> it seems like every time we say that, it gets worse.
2: It's true. It's true. I I think, I think that is true. Yeah.
1: Uh, Michael, how about you? You know, I think with us, a lot of fans are frustrated because they're like, "Who is our guy?" Right. Like, who has stood above the rest in regards to, like, other NBA teams' young talent, right? I mean, you look at Jonathan Isaac, you're like, okay, he's the guy. But, you know, offensively, he still has a little bit a, a bit of work, right? So defensively, lockdown. But I think fans don't have anything to singularly focus on. Like, this is our future, right? It's more of a collective. It's like, well, you got Isaac, Ed Fultz. You got, you know, Chuma and, and uh, Mo. You know, but people are like, nobody knows, right? No, how, how often have we seen Mo play, Isaac play, you know, Chuma play? It's, it's all up in the air. And then we have Vooch after this season. We have him for two more seasons. Um, we have Aaron Gordon for one more season after this. Fournier is not coming back. Uh, Ross is here for the same time Vooch is here. So it's just like, what's the direction? Who are we focused on? Who are we building around? and there's no there's no clear picture and people want something to sol- you know solid a foundation to rest on and now it's all up in the air with all the injuries like how can you build on this foundation of of knees you know it, it's 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 shaky it's shaky and I just don't know what people want and I don't know what the magic want it's tough
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm right there with the two of you. I'm, I'm definitely officially concerned about the future of the magic. Like, I don't think you can find a a bigger Jonathan Isaac fan than yours truly. But the, the truth is that this would have been his fourth season in the league and he has had one truly healthy season had, um, basically, you know, I think 75% of his rookie year, he was injured half of, you know, the year last year, he's going to miss this entire season. Um, like a lot of this is just going to come down to if that kid, you know, is able to stay on the floor. Um, and I think at this point, Jonathan in particularly, um, I, I think that's that's really fair to ask um, because obviously the, the first year it was the ankle. So we're talking about, you know, lower, lower leg, lower body. Then it was the knee New Year's day comes back, tears his ACL. So it's the, the his same, you know, left knee, both of those times, obviously he's missing the entire season now. But with Markell, I mean, I'm a little bit more optimistic because when it was the thoracic outlet syndrome, which he seems to have conquered and, and gotten past, the the shooting uh, form definitely leaves something to be desired. I was just watching um, earlier today actually highlights uh, from his first summer league game for the 76ers. And I would definitely agree with Clifford that the shooting motion is getting closer to what it was then, but it, it's still not there. I would, If you, we're looking at last year and you know, summer league, I, I would say he's maybe like fifty or sixty percent of the way there, but still has a lot of work to go. Um, but the shoulder and the, the knee are um unrelated obviously. So I'm a little bit more optimistic that that he's going to be able to stay healthy. But um yeah, it it's definitely concerning. Um yeah, and hopefully those guys are are able to to get healthy. Um and uh and yeah, it, it really just sucks because you spend, you know, 7 years out of the playoffs, you finally make it back into the playoffs, perform okay, and then it's like okay, well, we're ready to to take a the next step. And then, you know, you're figuring things out at the beginning of last year, Jonathan Isaac goes down, then the season is basically a wash. Um, and now Markell is hurt, so it's like we we're, we were finally getting there and now it's like, "All right, you guys just got to wait a little bit longer here." So I think All of us are kind of in agreement on Markel Fultz. Um, Last question that I wanted to ask before we start to talk about some of the next, uh, you know, some of the weeks, the, the, the games of next week, excuse me, Cole Anthony, it's no, it's no secret um, that Cole Anthony has not been playing exactly lights out to start the season. I think a lot of us saw, you know, the preseason game against Charlotte where he had like 19 points, he had the game winner. And then it was like, man, like Cole is is just going to take off. And so far, um, to start the season, that it hasn't quite happened yet. Um, are you guys concerned uh, about Cole so far?
2: Uh, I, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I'm pretty concerned just because I know it's early, but I mean, you got guys like Maxi dropping 39 on Grant. I know that there wasn't much that he was working with, and they lost that game anyway, but. Um, who knows, maybe given the minutes, Cole Anthony could, you know, put up, you know, 25 in a game. And, but my fear is that he would still be, you know, shooting, you know, 10 for 36 from the field at that point. Like even if he dropped a high volume of points. So I don't know. Uh, we talked about it before Jonathan, Jonathan, I think that's, you know, I'm kind of the same spot kid could be a chucker and that could be all there is to it. Um, but could still give us high volume, you know, points. Uh, per game, you know, sometime down the road in his career, Michael, where where are you at with with Cole Anthony? I know I've voiced my opinion a lot about him, so I'll let you kind of take the floor here.
1: Well, you know, I, I kind of touched on it earlier. It's he's been in the NBA for a month, maybe, mm-hmm. right? So I, I know that other people are probably outperforming him, and, and in terms of like scoring and things like that. But I think the role that's been kind of thrust upon him now. It's going to either make or break him, and I think he'll he'll work out okay. I think he'll be good. I saw somebody mention that he's a uh, scorer, not a shooter, right? So his his shooting may not be up to par, but when he needs to get you buckets, he will. And and like looking at a stat line, I mean, he's shooting less than twenty percent from three. That's not what we need, and that's what we were hoping for, right? We were hoping, oh man, he's going to help us get that offensive punch off the off the bench because we lost Augustine, as and as much as people weren't happy with Augustine dribbling the ball up until like the last three seconds <laughs> and not passing it yeah he, he scored he scored when we needed it right and he left and then that really only leaves one true scorer on the bench and that's you know Terrence Ross so has he been as much as fans have hoped they would be no uh but I like him I think he's gonna be I think he's gonna work out fine he's just he's still working on his game he's still fine-tuning his craft i think he'll be all right I, it's not it's not mm-hmm. you know i'm not i haven't lost all hope in him or anything like that like somehow. yeah
2: well yeah and it kind of goes into you know what we've touched on which is shortened off season he doesn't get the reps that he would normally get it's very certain that you know this is the point where he would be if you know he got the right amount of training camp like you know in training camp and practices leading up to the season who knows like this amount of months being officially on the team and practicing it's maybe where you where you would be anyway. Uh and then, you know, you fast forward to when, you know, the season would actually start. If he had a full off season, maybe we see that in a couple months here where he's just kind of finding his rhythm and finding his groove. Uh, and he's able to put that confidence um with his scoring ability as well. So, and actually being, you know, efficient um, as well. So we'll see. I I'm not necessarily like I'm not, I don't want people to take this as like me hitting the panic button on Clay Anthony, because that's not the case at all. I think that he's going to get, you know, opportunity throughout the rest of this year, obviously. And, you know, we we can start making assumptions maybe near the end of this year or the start of next year.
0: So uh, I'm sure people are are wondering. We didn't list really his uh, his stats right now. Uh, Right now, it's averaging 9.2 points per game, 4.3 rebounds, 3.3 assists. He's shooting 31.6% from the floor, 17.2% from the three-point line, and 89.3% from the free throw line so when we look back um at his year at unc i think you know me you know i I guess i'll just speak for myself um shot 34.8 percent from the three-point line at unc um a lot of those were were just bad shots he was not on a good team um had to had to force a lot you know try to shoot unc back into some of those games and i thought that The increased spacing in the NBA and kind of what we thought his role was going to be kind of that DJ-esque role um, where, you know, a lot of DJ's three-point attempts came off of, you know, open spot-up jumpers. He's one of of the best spot-up shooters in the the league a few years ago. Um, So I did expect a little bit more um, as far as the three-point percentage goes this early on. The, the shooting form looks fine. He just doesn't seem he hasn't really dialed in the range quite yet. Um, but I think my concern with Cole is sometimes he just seems to, to be forcing the issue too much. And the thing to remember, at least for me, is that Steve Clifford has reiterated and reiterated and reiterated that Again, he didn't have summer league. He didn't have much of a training camp, didn't have much of a preseason. He's still very much learning everything on the fly. So I'm trying to hold off being like super critical of Cole for as long as I can. I think probably around like the 20 game mark is where I would hope that we would start to see some legitimate improvement. I mean, he's playing with the starters now. I think that is only going to really help him because he shouldn't have to do as much. We saw him get a few open looks last night that uh, he missed, especially late in that game. Um, But if he's able to start knocking down uh, like the open threes, I think that's going to one do wonders for his confidence. This is a kid who anytime he actually sees the ball go through the net, like you can just tell it amplifies the amount of confidence that he has while he's out there on the floor. So personally, I don't think it's time to hit the panic button on Cole, but I mean, I can't lie. It would be super, super nice if he could step it up right now, just given all the injuries. But given the circumstance, it's really not fair to ask of the kid. So um, I don't know if either of you guys have anything less or anything more, excuse me, that you want to add um, really before we get into next week's games and, and wrap up here
2: no i'm just waiting for the part in the show where we just like there's the you know you you do good with you know jonathan like scheduling and blocks you know what the show holds um where's the part where we just cry like is there like a two minute slot where we just like break down and cry or when does that happen uh like (laughs) kind of whenever improv too i guess
0: i'm not even kidding no like so Markel gets hurt, right? Carmen was, like, out. She had, like, a, a work meeting or whatever. Um, so I call her while she's at the meeting. She's like, hey, is everything okay? Like, is everything okay with the kids? And I'm like, uh, yeah, Markel falls apart. I just tore his ACL. And, like, she watches every game with me for the most part. She's like, are you freaking kidding me? Like, yeah, we cannot catch a break. And, like, she came home, and I told her, I was like, I, I could cry. I literally could cry right now. Like, <laughs> yeah. just... Not just being just so frustrated for the last, you know, 10 years at this point with this team, first of all, just seven years of absolute sucking, right? You, you deal with the Dwight Mayer, all that stuff. He leaves. Then you have seven years of sucking. Okay. Then you, you finally make the playoffs, such a fun season that, you know, 2018, 2019 season, you win game one. It's like, okay, we're, we're ready to rock and roll. Then halfway through that season, just as you're hoping we're going to start figuring things out, Jonathan Isaac goes down, comes back, tears ACL. We start the season well. Like, I, I was 100% ready to cry Wednesday night. <laughs> Had to make myself an alcoholic beverage. I didn't use enough alcohol. It did absolutely nothing for me. So, yeah. I mean, if, if you want to sit here and cry, I am all for that.
2: Well, Jonathan, I think we can do that while we look at the upcoming schedule for this week.
0: You guys just cry in the background. I'll I'll go over this here. So um, coming up, you guys are listening to this on Monday. We'll be at home versus the Milwaukee Bucks. Then on Wednesday, we'll be in Boston versus the Celtics. They will be without Jason Tatum, as I believe he's also tested positive for COVID-19. We face them twice next week. We'll also be in Boston for a Friday night matchup. And then Saturday night in Brooklyn versus the Nets. I believe they've gotten Kevin Durant back. Um, who I don't think he tested positive for COVID, but was it, like someone that he lived with tested positive for COVID in the NBA's protocols right now. If that happens, you still have to miss, you know, 10 days or, or whatever. The yeah, be. He, so, he's
2: yeah. back, by the way. He dropped uh, 36 tonight in their loss, but he dropped 36 on 11 of 21 Oof. from the field and 11 rebounds. So he's back.
0: For Kevin Durant, Achilles injury doesn't seem like it means anything. So no. good for him, but... um yeah, I mean, how how do you guys feel? Because like, I could 100 percent seeing us go 0 and 4 this week. I don't want to be pessimistic, but I mean, the energy around the team right now—I just I cannot—I can't help it.
2: <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, you you play a Bucks team that has the same record as Orlando tomorrow, for what it's worth. Um, you know they but the Bucks have been kind of picking it up as of late. I think they had, you know, they were off to kind of a, a rough start. Uh, they lost to the Knicks early on uh, lost to the heat early on. Uh, they're also six and four. So they're looking to kind of right the ship. I don't see that game going well for us uh, tomorrow or today. Um, if you guys are listening today, obviously, um, you know, Celtics Wednesday, Friday, the only silver lining there. Hope Jason Tatum's okay, but he's out and, you know you gotta it's it's not the same thing as with Cleveland because Cleveland had a ton of people out too but I'd like to see Orlando split that at least um you know kind of split that with them and then against Brooklyn I mean if Kyrie is done with his you know personal reasons as to why he's out um and he's back Saturday by Saturday I'm I mean that's that's probably a loss I I think I would probably project that the magic go one and three this week with a one in there somewhere, not necessarily against Boston, but they hopefully they catch someone off guard.
1: Yeah, that I, I'm in agreement. Like, uh, I, I'm hoping we split one with Boston. I mean, cause right. it, it's, uh, what, uh, you said Tatum's out. Oh, yeah. Brown and Green. If we can't beat Boston once in one of those two games, <laughs> it, it's just adding to the pile that's building on the shoulders of magic fans, man. I, I, I can honestly, I can see us going over. I, I don't know who's on the bench for Boston, but somebody's going to hit at least eight threes against us. <laughs> <laughs> in those, probably in both of those games. That seems to be it, right? So I, I know Katie's just going to eat us alive um, on that game as well. On what is that? Uh, the 16th. Yeah. Saturday. It's yeah. going to be a rough one. It's going to be rough. I just, and then come on, Milwaukee. Do we even have to talk about like, what happened no, to us last we're, year?
2: We're very familiar with Milwaukee. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it'll be
0: rough. Uh, hey, if Gary Clark has anything to do with it, it's gonna be a rough <laughs> night for Giannis. I gotta tell you what. <laughs> yeah, that would be no, nice. Michael, you, you actually, uh, you point out something that I was missing. So, Jalen Brown, um, is among three more Celtics to enter quarantine. So, they'll be without, yeah, I think he said was too. Uh, Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. Yeah, Sammy O'Julle uh, as well. Um, Javante Green. So hey, but they've they've got the Magic, Peyton Pritchard though. I, I feel I don't much better gotta... about that. I don't know how if you guys Pritchard's have been, been balling. been balling. Shout out to the white boys out there. <laughs> yeah, right. But <laughs> well, yeah, Peyton, Peyton Pritchard. He he's been he's been. Listen, we don't get many. When we get one, we gotta we gotta you know raise the roof a little bit. Hit the hit the patch. Oh, pass, you know oh, oh, we got. But stop. uh, anyway, <laughs> shut YouTube it down. viewers, very sorry about that. Shut it down. Shut it down. Um.
2: Yeah. yeah no. But it
0: makes me feel better about the the Celtics.
2: Yeah. If Orlando goes one and three. Um, that would make Orlando seven and seven going into the game next. Uh, you know, the next week against the Knicks. Um, so I would like to be seven and seven going up against the Knicks and what my friends are calling Julius Randall, led uh, Julius Randall, uh, like he's LeBron. So not, I don't know. Oh I, my gosh! I, I mean, don't know.
0: Come on, Brandon. Brandon, <laughs> if you're out there listening, be better. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. So be better. So yeah. So I, I, I hope that Luke's friends going into. That I would love to be seven and seven uh, at the worst. Like we've all said, I could see us going over, oh, but in the NBA, they, the teams win games, and you're like, how'd they win that game? You got to split with Boston at least, like I said, and then just pray during the Milwaukee game and the Brooklyn game. So that's kind of the game plan there.
0: I I think we can all agree. Like right now, the way obviously we don't have the second half of the schedule, but it would be it would be tough for me to imagine, at least on paper, a tougher stretch than what we're in the middle of right now. I mean, after the Boston, you know, Brooklyn games, and we've got New York, Minnesota, Indiana. We're actually, I mean, uh, what is that Wednesday in Boston? That starts a one, two, three, four, five, six game road trip. uh, About uh, ten days, I believe they'll be on the road. So. Um, if the magic can come out of that anywhere near 500, I think that'll definitely be a win. And then, I mean, I guess you could say the the schedule starts to lighten up a little bit, but we're in a as tough of a stretch right now that we'll probably see the entire
2: season. It, it's a very good thing that, you know, last week's episode, Jonathan, and I told you, I said, you've got to win both games against Cleveland. You've got to, because otherwise you're going to be in a very dark hole for a long time. So Now they've kind of set themselves up with the great start to this regular start of the season to winning both games against Cleveland, um, which they should have. And they did, uh, which is something that, you know, was kind of a concern with other magic teams in the past is not beating the people you should beat. So got a chance to be seven and seven by the end of this and maybe better than that. I would love to eclipse that, but that's kind of where I'm at, I think. Absolutely. All right, fellas. Any last thoughts? Nope. That everything from me. I'm gonna go cry.
1: Uh, It takes about two to five days for COVID symptoms to show up. So (laughs) that's true. We'll see where the 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 please. Yeah. We can't. We
0: literally like we. I don't even know. Does do either of you have any insight into what the team does at that point? Like, well, considering because with. With COVID protocols, you could. It's not like you could sign somebody right away. I don't think.
1: I think they just have to call up some G leaguers, right? That's about the all you can do at that point, or just postpone the game postpone like they've the been game. doing. Yeah. They said yeah, they think, planned for I, it. I want
0: everyone to know. I don't know if you guys saw this on Twitter, but um, Dan Savage, uh, you know, who, who who works with the Orlando Magic, uh, you know him and Dante Marcatelli were, you know, asking, you know, the other night before the Houston game, whether or not Q rich could, could get to Houston (laughs) in time to suit up. I volunteered myself. You did. And uh, the only reason that the magic couldn't sign me was because of COVID protocols. That's the only reason. Had it not been for that. I mean, I was ready. I was ready to catch the, you know, the five o'clock flight out of Tampa. Um, I told them to send me a helicopter to the Toyota center. I'll be there like 15 minutes before tip, but right. (laughs) COVID or I would have been my NBA debut. So, yeah, that's true. So there's that. Yeah, man, I wasn't even ah, two to five days for COVID symptoms. So we got like what another uh, one to four days here, and we'll uh, we'll see what happens. Well, these guys are getting tested every day. So yeah, just man, just no, no COVID, please, please no COVID. We we can't take that right now. We we've suffered enough. I don't know how you guys feel about this. I feel like the universe has been punishing us so much. The only logical outcome is within the next, you know, five seven years, we come out of this with a championship. It's the only way any of this makes sense.
2: It's reverse karma. That's
1: what I think. That's what they call that. You know?
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's just yeah. Building
1: up. Yeah. <laughs> it better. <laughs> I won't be upset. And <laughs> continue to be upset. Oh.
0: We'll see. We'll see. Well, Michael, thank you so much for for taking the time, man. If you guys are not on Reddit, if you haven't taken that that plunge. I would definitely recommend it i mean if you literally want 24 7 magic discussion magic content even magic memes like reddit is really the only place um that you can get that am
1: i right michael yeah it's it you know this this there's some good discussion on there happening you can also check out our discord as well there's a link on the subreddit so there's always something being discussed there magic related and is it we have a really good community so you know come on by if you haven't haven't just done that yet
0: Absolutely. Well, again, Michael, thank you for so much taking the time out. Really, really appreciate this. This was a lot of fun. Uh, But for Michael, for Luke, this has been Jonathan. You guys are listening to The Six Man Show, and we will catch you guys next time. See ya. Thanks for listening to The Six Man Show. Be sure to subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, and Stitcher to get new episodes downloaded directly to your phone. Please take a minute to give us a five-star rating and a review. It would really help us out a lot. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram, at Six Man Show, and like us on Facebook. We'll catch you guys next time. Go Magic!